Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. What's up? Yo. <laughs> from London. All the way nice. from live. From live London. from London. It's very Live and direct. So this week we are trying to get ready to go away to insomnia. Spank holiday Easter weekend. Uh, the Easter bunnies are laying eggs. Nice. Um, which I'm pretty sure bunnies don't do. No, And right. then they get eaten because they're made of chocolate by children. No. Who then no, no, no. Rabbits, eats rabbits the are bunny not made of chocolate. Fetuses. Rabbits are not made of chocolate. I don't know what you're talking about. What? It's a thing. They don't that lay eggs. They're not made of chocolate. All right. Um, they do little poops that look like chocolate balls, though. They do. So don't eat them. If you get if you get Maltesers for Easter, that's probably the closest. Yeah, actually, to, that should be an to Easter what egg. a rabbit can make. Yeah, I see. So we should try and start a movement to get rid of eggs and get instead like poops. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. I think Malteser eggs. Like, if you've been to any of the shops recently to get Easter eggs for your loved ones or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe for your personal trainer. You probably noticed that Malteser is like a pretty fucking heavy hitter. Like yeah, they're good. everywhere you go. Like they're good, good eggs too. I think they should do away with the eggs and just give you a box filled with Maltesers only and call it rabbit poops. Uh, do, do, is it, um, I mean, eggs, right? Chocolate eggs. I was, mm. I was always a little bit kind of, I guess, disappointed by chocolate eggs, I, I guess, because I was always assuming that if they would be, when I was a kid, this was like, I always just assumed that inside, when you cracked open the egg, it would just like Maltesers would spill out. But no, it's probably like inside the egg is a little plastic bag. Yeah, with like five Maltesers, Maltesers in it. You know I mean? It's not even yeah, like yeah. a heaving bag of Maltesers. No, it's, it's, it's like, like a, a really, really disappointing, crappy bag with like five Maltesers yeah, in it. At best. Yeah. I, was, and, I um, was very disappointed. I purchased what I thought, according to the bag was a large bag of Galaxy's Minstrels the other day. And I thought, it's a, it's a large bag. It's about the size of a, of a, a big envelope, right? Right. Like, like a like, birthday card-sized like envelope. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. I don't know like, what you, A you know, that is. You know when you get an envelope, I don't know, it's an envelope size. You know when you get an envelope through, and it's, it's clearly not a letter, it's a card, right? It's like a birthday right. card-sized envelope. It's a big, yeah. big bag. And yeah. I was expecting it to be chock full of delicious Galaxy Minstrels, which are one of my favorite things. Right. There's 118 grams of the fuckers in here, all right? Yeah. It's like 66% of the fucking bag is air. So it's just big so that I can get my almost my whole fucking hand in this thing. And at the bottom, I'm just going to tweeze out the minstrels at the bottom of the bag because there's so fucking few of them. I was, I was furious. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> this could fit in a regular bag of minstrels. It's a waste of plastic. And frankly, it's, it's false advertising. Fuck you, Galaxy Chocolates. And uh, stick some more fucking chocolates in your cocking bags. Maybe it's good for you because those things are like black holes, though. They're like fully, like, they're, they're fully concentrated down. Right. And they weigh a ton. They do. I eat like like two or three. I eat like two or three a day. It's just my long time little snacky. I have a couple of minstrels. Mmm, delicious. I like minstrels. It's like a little treat for you. It's lasting me like a week and a half. Like I hardly eat them. I just have them occasionally. That's some tremendous willpower. Fuck. Holy shit, Flex. So if you had a proper like fucking sack of them, it would last for years. It would last me a while. Most people would open that bag and it would be gone. It would just disappear. Like all of them. And then maybe they'd open another bag and and do it again. A two for one deal or something. Well, you'd I think to. what you've done there shows that you've got some good willpower. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people would good be restraint. able... Yeah, they wouldn't be able to, to restrain no, themselves. themselves back. Yeah. No. You're right. I deserve a lot of credit. Not 
I tell you what, I deserve credit. The makers of Galaxy Minstrels <laughs> deserve <dude>. no credit. <laughs> Free post Mars consumer care. 0800-952-00. Why don't I call them right now? I'm going to call them up and say, what is up with this? I'm going to call them. Here's the phone. Hold on. Okay. Let's do right. this. I'll put it on speaker. I'll put it on speakerphone. You're going to get the music. It's going to be like, ba, 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 ba. Can you hear Galaxy, this? everybody's mm-hmm. favorite chocolate. Yeah. Thank you for calling Mars Chocolate UK. Your call will be recorded for quality and training purposes. Right, oh dear. Please choose one of the following options. Oh, here we go. <sighs> if you have a product complaint or a concern, please press 1. I'm pressing 1. one. Yeah, press 1 straight away, yeah. <laughs> Hello, good afternoon. Thank you for calling, Mark. Wow, that was quick. Hi, uh, my name is Perian Flax. Okay, and how can I help? I'd like to talk about your Galaxy Minstrels. I bought the large bag. It says on the back, it's like the larger bag of, of Galaxy Minstrels. <laughs> There's only 118 grams of Minstrels in here. I was kind of surprised that there were so few. Do you do you offer a larger bag or is it as big as it gets? Um, I can just have a quick look for you and find out what the largest size is. Yes, please. Okay, okay just let you hold while I do. Okay. <laughs> Okay, no, this is fine. This is a really good idea. Oh my god! Oh my god! I feel like I, I feel like I'm eight years old again, and my dad. Listen to this. <laughs> what a cowbell! <laughs> I don't want to laugh too loud in case that guy hears me. <laughs> How long are we going to be on hold for? Oh man! Well, well, it's. I don't know if we just if we just carry you, you on. You have dropped a bombshell, Flax. Like they've got to they got to regroup and fucking figure yeah. out a strategy to deal with you. Is that we got a code Quick. red? Somebody's actually phoned us. Uh, <laughs> what do we do? Everyone is somebody the press one. Nobody ever presses one. Who do we have? Call in Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy can sort it out. Jimmy the Fixer. <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy's on vacation though. Whoa. Oh no. Listen to that music. He's negotiating someone off the top of a building. You know. <laughs> he's doing some like serious like damage control elsewhere. <laughs> the negotiator. <laughs> oh Christ. I don't think I've ever rung any helplines in my life. The actually. thing is, Flax, you know that by doing this, you're gonna get like a couple of free bags of minstrels. You're gonna have to give him your address and stuff. <laughs> Number one, the moon. <laughs> well, and what's your postcode? Moon one. <laughs> Moon one. <laughs> I think we should just, just stay here while we wait. Man, I think you know. I think what they're trying to tell you now, Flax, is that they couldn't give less of a shit about you. Oh. Yeah, the largest size is 210 grams. So that's 210. How much bigger is the bag? Is it the same um, size bag or is it like a much bigger bag for the 210? Yeah, the bag might be slightly, will, will be bigger if it's uh, that size, yeah. Because okay. I reckon you could fit 210 grams in the 118 gram bag and save on bags. Because this bag is, is, the bag is way too big for 118 grams. Of <laughs> okay. Okay, um, just, just FYI. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very much for calling and letting us know. I'll no problem. On our system. Cheers. Take it easy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, he said he's going to put that on the system. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, nice. we had. Great. <laughs> holy, holy shit. So, All right, flax, I've got to open honestly... a new file here. 11-27, 13th of April. Uh, some fatso thinks the big bags of vegetables <laughs> could be bigger. <laughs> also has concerns about the environment, so that's a plus. Yeah. Probably couldn't fit his chubby hands into the bag once a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> we need... Oh, my God, can you imagine Fuck that's how me. the note got written down? It's like the bags weren't big enough. <laughs> Not oh, big enough. So, like, no. Oh, so the, they're going to have a meeting now and discuss making even bigger bags. Oh, man. Yeah, and we're going to... This could be like a flipping poster size bag next time. It'll have like four <laughs> minstrels in the bottom of it. Minstrel you have to sack. like get a torch to like search around in there. <laughs> oh, man. man. I don't know about you guys. Like you guys seem to have like disappointments and reservations and stuff. If somebody buys me chocolate, I just fucking eat that shit like straight away. Like I love chocolate. I'm never disappointed. You just give me a small bag of chocolate. I'll eat it. Give me a big bag of chocolate. It's gone. Like, that's it. <laughs> uh, no complaints here. I'm just, I'm, 
I'm like a, a robot, just ready to eat whatever you put in my mouth, as long as it's chocolate. Yeah, of course. I don't want to be eating shit or anything like that. But you know what so I mean? So what's your go-to chocolate, though? Sips? Like if, you, if you're in like a service station on a motorway or if you're in, like a, if, if you're in the local newsagent, what is your go-to? If I'm feeling like a bit desperate and uninspired, I'll grab a Snickers bar every time. I, I really like them. Okay. Okay. But if I'm feeling like a bit spicy, you know, I want to I wanna like branch out a little bit. Um, sometimes I might get a Twix, you know, other times mm. I wouldn't just get a Mars bar. Like I'll eat a Mars bar mm. quite happily if somebody gets me like a Mars bar egg or like, you know, just happens to give me a Mars bar, I'll eat it, but I'll never go out of my way to buy a Mars bar. Mm. Like I, I find them too boring. I think Snickers yeah. is a bit sm- spicier, like a, a little bit more fun. You know, it's got some nuts in there and some caramel and... Uh, whatever that fucking shit is in the middle, I'm not even sure. Like, what I guess I don't know. Like, I've never looked at the ingredients. It's nice, whatever it is, but it's hot, hot zebra semen that they <laughs> okay. Well, aerosol shit. And well, piped it in. Is there a place I can buy that stuff in bulk on the internet? Because the zoo. Oh man, <laughs> 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 the zoo gift shop. Yeah, it's just. It's next to like coconut milk and stuff. Vats of zebra semen. Nice. That's not coconut milk. That's ape cum. It makes it makes my hair so shiny. How could oh it possibly God. be semen? Mm. How different it's would it used to be if that's what we celebrated it with? With cup after cup of animal semen. It, it's all natural. It's organic. You know. Oh my God. You've got a semen mustache. <laughs> Whoops. Honestly, I'm surprised the hipsters haven't haven't hooked onto that. They're like, we got almond milk, we got soy milk, and we got zebra milk. What about uh, bull milk? <laughs> Let's get it. We got chimpanzee milk. We got any animal that could wank inside the self off will be wanked off. It's available I, I'm not right sure that, now. I'm not sure that a chimpanzee would have a pleasurable wank, though. It's I I'm a, I was under the understanding that only humans and dolphins um, will will have sex recreationally or just for pleasure. Right. Does that mean that a what dolphin? What about monkeys? Well, and, yeah. and apes—they just they'll do it for fun. They wank for fun. I mean, you know. I don't think monkeys do wank for fun, though. Well, you think it's like their job? <laughs> like they turn up? No, going, I. Oh, it, gotta wank no, again before it, I get a banana. They're like uh, they're primitive, right? So like a lot of a lot of like um, a lot of animals, they have like a sex drive and stuff, but it only happens around like a certain time, like a mating season, and then they just stick it in and yeah. blam, they do it, and they and then the babies are made. But like they don't just sit around like you know all day, you know, watching anime and then you know fucking rubbing their balls and being all creepy and stuff on their own like i think generally they just sort of mulch around and mm -hmm. eat bugs off each other's backs and eat grass and fucking sleep that's about it like i've never Mm. seen a gorilla or anything i've seen like we have a zoo here we like take our kids all the time because we have like a seasonal pass for it and every time we see the monkeys they are not masturbating at all like maybe did, have you ever thought that maybe they do it in privacy no i don't think they do because in the zoo there is none like you can see them inside and you can see them outside so no matter where they are i would well, that's catch probably them. why you don't see them doing it they're looking for a little corner i think they should give them a little darkened corner like the jo chamber and they can go and, and jerk it in there i don't and, know and that's like their private the the i think that would be the a J-O, big waste of J-O time chamber jerk off chamber Oh, right. What right. the fuck are you talking about? Well, they put like a portaloo in the middle of the fucking chimpanzee yeah, just like a, a, We no. went to Amsterdam a couple of years ago and they have little jerk off chambers like in a store, like upstairs. You go in to this store and on the on the ground floor, there's like a bunch of DVDs and like dildos and it's like a big sex shop, right? What, and if, then when if you it go, gets too much for you? you can no, just and then in, in the middle of the store, there was like <laughs> this big round thing and you, you there was like a, it was like a, like, a coin slot you put the coin in and it would unlock the door and you'd go in the door and you were just in this little room that you stood up in with a window and in the middle there was just like a man and a woman having sex and you'd watch them for a bit and in the room as well there was like a a towel dispenser i guess if you you know wanted to of course and then if you if you went upstairs there was the same thing but it wasn't live it was just like little video booths with like a chair and a towel dispenser right next to it, and then right. uh, like a screen, and you could pick whatever you wanted to watch. It was like 
pretty pretty weird. I'd, so what did you pick? It feels like these those I places. I like the movie Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Moana. Yeah, I watched uh, <laughs> Moana a couple times. Yeah, no, I feel like those places are so outdated now with the internet and like with anime and stuff. Like you could just right. yeah. you sit in a hotel room and just like you know masturbate yourself into oblivion if you wanted to, yeah. and you're not out in public. Just, you just need a phone or some shit. I mean, it's exactly, like it's, it's all out there. exactly. But I don't know. There you know, was like, I've often wondered what what kind of popularity would you get. If you could have one of these masturbation booths that was just located in like a public place, like in the in the mall, right? right? It's just got one way mirror and you can go in and you can watch all the other people out there and you can go in and pay and just have a wank and watch the people walk past. Maybe 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 what you do is you have one next to like the changing room in like H and M or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then, like when the grands come in to like try on their bras or whatever, oh my God. you can have a peek. Yeah, but they know what the grands know what they're getting into because oh, they're it. like exhibitionist grands. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, I like showing my uh, oh, yeah. show my butt off. Look at my yeah. saggy ass, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> Banging their cane on the glass. I can hear you in there. Whacking it off, <laughs> or whatever you're dirty boy, dirty. <laughs> and then you can hear it like the intensity like goes up a notch. <laughs> oh, That's someone's fetish, uh, I guarantee you. I, honestly, yeah. There will be. There's... An old woman scolds them. Oh, That's, there. That's what gets them up. It's 2017 now. We're becoming a lot more liberal with our sexuality and stuff. People are exploring a lot yeah. more. People are getting arrested for fucking bicycles and pavements yeah. and Here stuff. Here we go again. Like, it's that old fallback topic of ours. Would a man fuck a bicycle? Yes, he would. Yes, yes he would. And would a man yeah. watch an old granny getting changed at H&M? Probably yep. most Hell definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think. It's on my bucket list. Yeah, me too. Man, mm. I don't know. Fuck like, in a bucket. Fuck a bucket. That's on my bucket list as well. That's yeah. Yeah. Fuck a bucket. Why not? Why the hell not? <laughs> Masturbation booths just like dotted around in the city, I think, would be would be a a, a, a danger a, a little bit. Yo, how, how do you feel about like that kind of exhibitionist like sex in in public, kind of on the beach or like on a, on like like a, with a thrill of being caught? I guess is that like I wouldn't. You guys I mean, ever I, like? I, I've seen people having illicit sex, like uh, if you're out, you know, in London on a on a Friday or a Saturday night, and it's right. really late. After yeah. after hours, like you know, you're walking around at four or five a.m. Yeah, there'll be people doing all sorts of things on the night bus. You get you know people getting blowjobs and stuff like that. It happens, and I think at that point, you know, everyone there is an adult. Everyone's too fucking high or or drunk to give a fuck, and and no one really cares. Um, but that's kind of the 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 silent contract you enter into when you go out on a on a bender. Yeah. Is that you know you whatever happens happens and. You know, as long as you survive, at least it'll be a good story. But I think the side of the contract is like you just accept that there's going to be people like having sex in public around yeah, you. Yeah, it's just shit. When, that did, when did you sign this silent contract? Like this sounds. It's a silent I don't know. Contract, I don't think I signed Lewis. that. It's a silent contract. It's an unspoken, unwritten rule. If you've got a problem, go and tap that guy on the shoulder and say, "Excuse me, can you stop banging that girl?" Loudly yeah. on the back of the night bus and see what happens. The silent contract is you get your fucking head stop, sh- stop thrusting in. so hard, please. It's making a lot of noise. I'm just trying to have a quiet bus ride here, please. Do you even yeah. know her name? This is shocking. <laughs> this is shocking. This is appalling. Do you even know? You don't even know her name. This is appalling. Have you even taken her out for dinner yet? No. Have you even considered buying her a pack of Galaxy Minstrels? <laughs> if I you mean, do, have you don't seen waste the size of the bags? The 118 grammer. Get the 220. <laughs> they offer it. <laughs> it is available somewhere. Oh man, you can find it. What I like, I mean, what I'm amazed at, by the way, about that call is that guy took like five minutes to find out about their own product line. I could Google. Look at this biggest Galaxy Minstrels. <laughs> man, maybe you should go and and replace him. You could take his job. Boom. Took me two seconds. He was I mean, off he, checking the system. I don't think he, he. I don't think he was necessarily checking the system as as deciding how to respond to you. Yeah. You know, because your complaint was very broad, right? <laughs> yeah. It was both. It was both. There are too many. There are too few minstrels in this size packet, and so he came back to you saying his answer was a very diplomatic one. He said there is a bigger packet. Yeah. You know, he didn't say the reason that there's so few in there. You know, he 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 diverted your. He let your fury cool down. Okay, by putting you on hold. Yeah, that's... It was a very, probably a very planned thing, P-Flex. He's probably just sitting there twiddling his thumbs, like with a timer on, saying, okay, we need to give this guy three minutes to cool off. You know, I reckon. I'm very cynical. No, yeah. but these, they, these, that's how these people work, though. They have, like, a, like 
a strategy for dealing with people. Like and, a psychological and, strategy to deal with. Like yeah, fat, yeah. And, and one of those things like that you. probably like in their rule book or whatever is if somebody comes off even slightly annoyed, it's probably just like written down like if the customer is coming through from option one, um, say that you need to put them on hold for five minutes so they can cool down a little bit and maybe like rethink why they're actually phoning and stuff. Because like sometimes I bet you a lot of cases they come back and the person's hung up because they just are so furious they don't want to be on hold for five minutes or whatever. I think it's a way of like yeah. disarming you. Yeah, Maybe. I think so. Anyway, man, I was just thinking now like you've been um, disarmed. Moana. Moana sounds like it could be a, a porno already, doesn't it? Because it's got the word like moan in the, in the title. It's about yeah. a child, isn't it? It is about a child, Lewis. Well, it's a children's movie, but I'm saying that they normally do like porn parodies of like all sorts of shit, don't they? Oh, like please Harry don't Potter's let there be a porn of parody around. of Moana. Moana. That would just be so wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you guys, how many times have you watched Moana, do you uh, think? Let me count. Um, Today. I need more. Yeah, let me count. I need more hands. Um, I've, I mean, it's, it's 11.39 it's in the morning been on, It's been on in my house since about 6 o'clock this morning, like nonstop. Right. Like, they've watched it back to back to back to back. It's just on in the background. They're not even just sitting there watching it half the time, like... They'll they'll be off doing stuff, and then when one of the songs start, they sort of rush back, dance around a little bit and stuff, and say, this is my favorite one, try to sing along a bit, and then just go back to whatever it was they were doing, mm. putting their so fingers just, in sockets just and on, stuff. So it's just on chain play. Is there other, other movies that have done that, or is it just, is it, is it just this uh, one? Uh, for us, no, we, we used to, because we got Netflix and stuff too, like, like my son will, will, will watch like, Paw Patrol or like SpongeBob or or something like that. And they've got seasons and seasons of it. So, you know, that'll just be on like all day, but it'll be different episodes and stuff. So it's not too bad, I but see. it is still the same thing. And you have to listen to the theme music every time. And like, you know, you get to the part in the show where it's like, let's, let's do it team. And then the music starts again and, and stuff. And it, it's a bit repetitive, but no, I guess in terms of movies, like for, for my family, I think Moana has been the first one where it's just been like back to back to back to back, but they're too young to have gotten into Frozen. Frozen came out before they were born. Mm. Oh, I see. So, and with my, with my son, like he was, he's not too keen on Frozen because there's a lot of girls at his school who have like Frozen t-shirts and stuff like that. So he, he kind of knows that it's for girls sort of thing. So he's sort of... Right. I think he likes it, but he would never admit it sort of thing. Okay. But, but that's, Moana, that's I guess, has like um, like a strong like male character in it and stuff. And he seems to really like it. And he doesn't seem too embarrassed by liking it sort of thing. So um, That's nice. Yeah, my, my, my daughters yeah. love it. My wife loves it. I have oh, yet God, who to loves see it. More? I have yet to see it because every time oh. they say let's put Moana on, I say I'll see you later. Peace out, leave. yeah. Out you go. I mean, I leave the planet. That's your cue to like. I must you leave know, now. My people yeah. need me. See, like it, <laughs> my, it's different for me because my, my games need me. My kids aren't old enough to just be sort of left to it in a lot of ways. I still have to like sit in the room with them a lot yeah, and watch course, them and yeah, make sure yeah. they're not clubbing each other and, and whatever. So I end up having to sit through a lot of this stuff. Honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I think Moana is a pretty good movie for a Disney movie. It's it's totally manageable. It's not like super obnoxious or annoying or anything. Like, you know, the songs are like pretty nice. It's got a pretty nice story and stuff. Um, like technically, I think like the graphics or like whatever, the CGI or whatever it is that they use for those movies is really good. Like it's it's amazing. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen it like a fucking billion times, so I don't know. Wow. Like, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Kill me. It's like some dystopian nightmare. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what they do to, like, terrorists in, you know, Guantanamo. They kind of just play them back-to-back Disney movies, like the same one, though. Like no, a bad I think one. They, they would do it with the DreamWorks like movie, though, because they're like the like the like the fucking the shitty versions of Disney movies. Actually, I think Mulan's pretty good. Which is the worst <laughs> Disney movie? Stop it. The worst uh, Disney, You mean of the cartoons of the modern era? Which would be the worst one to have to watch back to back? Oh, probably something really boring like um, the Aristocats I think when or I was something. a kid it was Dumbo. That's oh. the one that I ended up watching back to back. Dumbo's not too bad. Like, and Pinocchio. No, Pinocchio is pretty were... nice, though. 101 Dalmatians is pretty fucking bad. 101 <laughs> Dalmatians, yeah, it's pretty. They made like a they made like a fucking real life one of it too, didn't they? With um, Glenn Close 
a couple of years ago, I think. Oh God! With I, I, I looked in the mirror today, and I've got this like grey streak in my hair at the front, oh. and I thought, "Fuck me, I look like Cruella Deville." Nice. I'm like, I'm like, nice. I, I, I need to just do something about it. So I'm gonna have to start. I think dyeing my hair. Dude. I'll tell you which, what. What animated like... Disney movie I really did like was that Robin Hood. Okay. Remember that one? It had like yeah. all the cool whistling songs and stuff. That one was all right. I remember liking it as a kid. So. Like, I, I'd probably still like it as a 37-year-old man, I'm sure. Right. I like the Winnie the Pooh movies as well, you know, like the original ones. Oh, they, they're pretty good, yeah, though. Yeah, they were like, like... I didn't know. I mean, I like, I was, I was little when back. those came out, mm-hmm. so... <clears throat> I still have, like, some, like, nostalgia about them, I guess, but... Cars. I would hate to have to watch Cars back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I don't know. I think the original I mean, Cars... Cars wasn't as bad as like planes and Cars Two and Cars Three, and they're all pretty fucking miserable, yeah. aren't they? The Toy Story movies were okay; they were pretty good. I love the Toy Story. What was movie. that? What about the snail? The um, snail. It was like snail? a racing one. What? Oh, there was a snail one. It was it was terrible. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that was a Disney one. Oh no, it was probably like a DreamWorks, wasn't it? I think we're blending we're blending into the other studios yeah now. yeah it seems like it seems like they do they do they have crossed over more i mean i say lately. dreamworks make shitty movies like the shrek movies were okay they were like pretty funny i guess the shrek movies oh, i mean some of them were okay they were so like, funny i'm so, the first in so the swamp funny <laughs> fucking shrek donkey i don't know shrek i think we should go for some parfait i love me some parfait Oh, hey. donkey, stop blowing off. I'm the fart king around here, you know. I live in a fucking swamp. I'm an ogre. Jokes about hey, monkeys on, and such. On the, on the topic of Eddie Murphy, though, did you guys hear that fucking Eddie Murphy's brother died? Uh, you know, he was in, yeah, like, Chappelle's Yeah, Charlie Murphy who? died, yeah. Who? Charlie yeah. Who Murphy. is that? Charlie Murphy. Nobody. It's, it, I didn't know who that oh, was. Charlie Murphy He's... was not unfamous, dude. He yeah, was, he was pretty, he, pretty did well Did you never known. watch Chappelle's show? He was in it a lot. Like, no, it's really show fucking was great. funny too. His bit on that was funny. He was yeah. like, he was Eddie Murphy. He's Eddie Murphy's brother. He was, and he was his bodyguard through a lot of that period when yeah. um, when Eddie Murphy was very famous. And obviously, Charlie Murphy was like a real. He was a real dude. Like he was, you know, you didn't fuck with Charlie Murphy. He was not to be fucked with. He was a big guy, very tough. And he was, you know, Eddie Murphy's sort of head of security sort of thing. He was a bodyguard. Yeah, he, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, he, he looked, hung out with his brother, and he was part of that crew and everything. I don't know if I'd want. To, I don't know if I'd want my brother to be my bodyguard. I think he would if it was Charlie Murphy because he's a badass. And or is that like, or is that like, I don't know. Like, I think there's something weird about that, isn't no, there? Like, do you not no, think? No, I don't maybe think. not. Maybe not though. I mean, would you? Is your brother the exact kind of person you want as your bodyguard? Um, think you know? about this. Your brother isn't going to let you down. Right? You know what I mean? This he's is got true. Your back. Not, but is yeah. he going to take keep it, your is secrets? He gonna... He's going to be there for you. He's part of the family. And, you know, I, I think it would be great. I, I would love to have it. Is, is a bodyguard supposed to take a bullet for you? No. Um, I mean, geez, no, he's well, not the fucking president, That's the Lewis. secret service. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. No, a bodyguard, <laughs> okay. you're just meant to look... Re- like, you know, Britney Spears used to have that really gigantic bodyguard who looked like... Um, he kind of looked like a cruise missile, but like maybe five or six cruise missiles combined right, right. into one. Right. But like in the body Pretty and not at the tip. Bodyguard. Yeah, he was big. I think his name was like Bubbles say, or something. Don't he was huge. I don't know if it, it I don't know if it was actually Bubbles, but like he was he was a really big big guy. Yeah, I can imagine. And he would just sort of stand right. there and look and yeah, so so Charlie Murphy, he was part of that whole Hollywood scene with with Eddie Murphy because so everywhere Eddie went, obviously he would go and all the different yeah. hangers on and everything. But Charlie Murphy had a million funny stories about being you know with eddie and all that kind of weird fame and stuff like that it was but, it, it, but stuff he himself was, was really funny he's he's really fucking funny it, like himself funny. so like he's probably the best person to tell those stories right um, exactly like the one where he went to prince's house after a party and they played basketball was that is one of the best uh chapelle show sketches of all time yeah I will have to watch it's so good like he literally they go to prince's house for this party and Prince was like, hey, Charlie Murphy, would you like to play some basketball? <laughs> and Charlie Murphy and all his guys are there wearing their, like, appropriate gear for it. And they were, like, laughing because it's Prince. He's tiny. And all this little, like, kind of slightly uh, camp-looking crew. And the, the what, I can't remember what was the, um, what was the name of the, 
Prince's guys, the, the something generation or something like that, or whatever the, the, oh, the, the crew fuck. was. I, I watched it like recently too. It was um, yeah, I can't remember what the it revolution was, so, or something. The revolution. Yeah. So they're all there wearing like, you know, they've got the kind of looks like a doily around their neck, like all these fancy cravats. And they played wearing that stuff and they fucking destroyed Charlie <laughs> Murphy and his crew. They absolutely tore them apart. And afterwards he's like, would you like some pancakes, Charlie Murphy? When he's fucking, uh, when, he's, when he's humping the ball, He's like, eh, eh. <laughs> doing like that fucking weird print sound. Oh shit! That was oh so man, that is a funny. funny sketch. But yeah, Charlie Murphy is is great. It's a shame. It's a you want to watch if you're gonna watch Chappelle's show sketches, Lewis. You want to watch that one. And another really really good one is uh is the Player Haters Ball with uh, Ice T in it. It's got oh. Ice T. Charlie Murphy's in it as well. Holy shit! This really it's is like so an early two thousands like thing. Isn't Honestly, it? Uh, Chappelle's show was one of the, my favorite shows, and I was gutted when it went away i'm glad dave Chappelle came back he did i saw his special on netflix it wasn't like his best work but i'm just glad to have him back i really oh man i really enjoyed the i really enjoyed the Chappelle stuff on netflix actually it was really good though like it was it just shows like how fucking good he is at at writing comedy because like the whole the whole thing with the with the pussy padding um superhero and and then linking that back to Bill Cosby, like right at the end, was was really yeah. fucking he's, funny. He's, actually, he's a very funny guy. It very destroyed me. Guy. I was laughing very. I'm very just. Hard. I'm really hoping that um he keeps going rather than just does like these occasional comebacks because I think a lot of the comedians, like my favorite comedian is Stuart Lee, like a British comedian, and he he is always working. He's always always out there doing comedy, doing stand up, and I saw him in like some teeny tiny venues, honing his material in front of an audience and really getting it just right before he takes it on tour and does like a big TV show and stuff. So when he did um, Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle, I'd seen him do that material like a year and a half before in a really small comedy club in London. And it was almost the same material, but he just tweaked it and honed it. And it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. His stand-up is so fucking good. His delivery is perfect. His timing, everything. His understanding of how the audience is going to react. And he plays with, with that. And it's like, if, if you're not out there doing it all the time, I feel like a comedian that sort of makes, writes the material, d- comes back and does a big special, I, I would like to see him do like back to the grind, just straight up comedy touring, because that's how they get really, really funny. Stuart Lee's great. I mean, he's like the original kind of inspiration, I think, for like like one of our one of our big like comedy inspirations. Really, Simon like is a huge, oh, he's huge great. Stuart Lee he's fan. So and used to listen to, I think he still listens to the Lee and Herring kind of yeah. podcasts they do. That's, and yeah. man, like all the way back. He's Simon's just a huge fan as well. So yeah, I don't I know mean, if I've ever seen him do any stand up, but I, oh, I recognize great. the face. I just looked like him, him up. and him and Richard Herring, the stuff that they used to do in the nineties was genuinely there was nothing else like it on television. Like that nineties comedy yeah. you had you had uh, Lee and Herring and you had like um uh, Chris Morris and people like that that were all suddenly arrived and they were fucking amazing and they've been funny for ages. Was he anything to do with them um, like Brass Eye and all that? No, that was Chris, that Morris. Was Chris Morris. So that was oh, like right. the that was like yeah. Chris Morris and Steve Coogan and and um people like that. Yeah. So Chris you know, Morris that was is sort of a funny. different Yeah, he's very funny. I though. mean I I I've dream- I think I watched the um the Alan Partridge Alpha Papa. Right movie yeah. it's okay which um with simon we watched it in the cinema and i really enjoyed it actually so if you haven't seen that like i thought it was good it was, it good was fun. really fun i yeah. actually saw chris morris at a Stuart lee gig so i was at we were at the gig in it was in leicester square and there was chris morris i was like holy shit oh, yeah really? i was like that's nice. how you know that he Stuart lee's fucking the real deal when chris morris is coming to see him like other comedians <laughs> yeah. generally don't enjoy watching other comedians because they sort of see what they're doing and they said, you know, it's all it's like watching someone do your job as well. And you're like, yeah, that was that was funny. That was a good bit because you could see it from a professional angle, I guess. Like I've, I've read a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of interviews with comedians where they say that they don't really go to other people's comedy shows because it's hard to watch. You know how they've got there and where they're going. And you can already see the tracks and stuff like that of where the jokes are leading. Yeah, and of course, yeah. a lot of jokes, you've already heard them before or it's just a play on another joke sort of thing. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Stuart Lee. Every, everybody fucking loves Stuart Lee. What a, what a guy. I, I need to check him out. Honestly, I'm his like a bit out of the His book is excellent, by the way. He, he wrote a book um, about his stand-up. And it's like annotated notes that go along with his set. So it's got this transcript of a stand-up routine. And then it's got tons of notes about it. And the notes are fucking hilarious. But they also show how much he's put into coming up with that material. That's the thing. is You think these guys just write this stuff. But it's years of work to get a really good hour and a half 
routine. So that's how you know Dave Chappelle has fucking honed that. Like he was on, he's done a tour to back to back that up, and then he records a special at the end once he's got yeah. it just right. It's there's so oh, much yeah. to it. It's crazy how much work. There's it is. so many. Yeah, it's, uh, but the, the, the part of the art, it's the same thing with Louis C.K. It's like you know, the art is to make it feel like. It's still yeah. the first time you're doing it yeah. almost, you know, make it feel natural. I mean, he's brilliant. Like, he's you know, probably the best stories. comedian around, I think. At I the mean, moment. every single word is chosen yeah. very carefully on these, these stand up shows. Yeah. They, they, Louis they, CK they is, is very funny. It. It's like, it's so honed. No, not a word or a sentence is wasted. There's no fluff. It's just everything's leading in and the delivery is just right and the little turns of phrase and everything. Oh, he's brilliant. I love Louis CK. It's good. Um, big like, fan. You, look, you look at his appearances on talk shows. When he goes on a talk show, he's always got a bit that he's doing that feels like it's just part of a conversation. But I guess before the show, he says, I want to talk about so-and-so. I've got a bit prepared. And they're like, okay, cool. So then they ask him a question, and then he can lead into this five-minute sort of monologue, if you like, that he's got. I mean, it's just they're so good. All these little snippets of material that he's just using for that talk show. You just think, how the fuck can you be that funny? Mm. It's incredible. And here we are turning up and just doing a fucking podcast, talking bollocks off the top of our heads. If we went away for a month... And prepared a podcast and just honed it and scripted it. We we wouldn't make it look even a tenth as good as as uh, Lucy. No, K it would be cup. terrible. I like I I find in my experience if I overthink things or like try try to come up with something like elaborate or whatever, it's never it's never like as good as just something that's like you know had, happens randomly or like is off the cuff or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but they make it look off the cuff, but it's I not. Know, it's, in, yeah. it's incredible. Skill, it is really. like a, it is like a, like an art, isn't it? it yeah. Like, they're just very, very, very good at it. I saw um, Jimmy Carr live one time. Oh, like yeah. this is a long time ago, back when Jimmy Carr was just sort of like, you know, popular now, like you've seen him, like you see him everywhere on like every fucking Ugh. show on channel four Panel or whatever. But fucking, yeah. this was like a while back before he was like on TV all the, all the time and stuff. And he was sort of like, people were just kind of finding out about him and stuff. And his, you know, he's got his, some of his, some of his comedies a little bit like, um, offensive and, and controversial and stuff. But one thing I found was that when I went to see him live, because he was over here, it's like, oh, Jimmy Carr, let's go see him. Like he's, you know, just at the fucking opera house, like in town. So we went to see him. And um, it, it, it just felt like super recycled, you know, like he was just doing, he was making jokes and doing bits that like I'd already seen him do on TV sort of thing. Yeah. And then like, and I know that that's kind of how it works, but like, it was just a bit, it, it just, it, it, it wasn't like that funny. Like, I think that like a lot of the laughter felt like it was just nervous laughter because people thought they were going to get heckled or, yeah. or something by him. But like, it wasn't. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't seem fresh or new. You know, there wasn't anything like in it that just sort of like fucking sent the the crowd like spinning or anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it was okay. I remember because I remember Jimmy Carr was like in doing like he, there was this dodgy thing with him tax doing tax avoidance on Jersey, yeah, yeah. right? And that was like what. He, and I remember when I went to Jersey for the first time. One of the first things I saw upon landing at Jersey Airport was like a massive poster advertising Jimmy Carr being on at like the theatre in Jersey. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess he does live here then. <laughs> no, it's just like, Jersey's funny because it's like, occasionally you get people come through here when they're doing like a UK tour or whatever, but only very occasionally. So like sometimes... To defer all of the Sometimes tax. we'll get <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, like a comedian come through if he's, if he's touring the UK, yeah. like very very rarely will we get like you know like a big musician come through like i think robbie williams came here one time <laughs> there's like there's not really robbie williams or robin williams robbie williams you know like uh fucking <laughs> what's the bad williams yeah 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 M millennium that guy oh god <laughs> he he came he came here one time <laughs> Right. And like, you, you know, know, this this is a guy that plays like arenas oh, in the UK. Yeah. And he came over here and played like up at the fort, which is like fucking it's like it's like a high school gymnasium at best, like with bleachers. <laughs> like it well, you know that they must have sold it out to two hundred people or something. Yeah. Tell <laughs> us about the world. We don't know anything. We're cut <laughs> We're off. We're stuck here. <laughs> Help us. It's like a Thanks for coming, Jersey people. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Is no. the war still on? <laughs> Are we liberated yet? Oh man. Oh guys, right. I've got to, I've got to tell you something. I've got to tell you something. Okay. So this was very exciting for me, and I, I almost jumped out of my seat. I watched a movie the other night with Mrs. F. 
I think it was right. on Sunday night, right? It was the movie Battleship. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh my god, okay. I have. Yeah. So it was it. It's I a huge it. budget movie, right? Massive. It lost a fortune. It was a disaster. It had all kinds of people. Is it in new? It. No, no, no. It's a few years old. Okay. It was made in that period in Hollywood. 2012. It, right. It was made in that period in Hollywood when everything had to be uh, orange and teal. Do you remember that phase when orange and blue contrast? Right. It was. Yeah. A, they were obsessed with it because it makes the image pop off the screen. All the rest of it. Every like if you there is a website that just lists all. All the movie posters that use this color scheme has orange blue contrast. It was ridiculous, yeah. and they would filter everything. And every scene seemed to need someone wearing dark blue or, or teal, while something orange was also. It's on still them. a thing. It's totally it's not still a as thing. bad. I've, I've been watching for it because I was offended by this idea, and it's not as bad as it was. Uh, but it's okay. still pretty bad. But in the in the movie Battleship, in every fucking scene, even if there's no reason for it to be that color, something will be bright orange and something will be blue so that it all sparkles and pops off the screen. So anyway, I'm watching the movie Battleship. It's a ridiculous movie. The, the, the plot of it is they're on some kind of exercise and aliens invade. And for some reason, these aliens invade the planet by the ocean. So this giant alien battleship lands and starts sending out all these weapons and stuff like this. Now, I at no point knew until I saw the credits that this movie is based on the board game Battleship, right? I had no That's idea right. that this was the case. I just thought what it was What do you mean called that Battle was in the credits? It was it's in like... the credits. It said, based on the Hasbro board game Battleship. And Fuck I me. fell out of my seat uh, and I was laughing so hard. I was almost crying. And I was like, oh my God, so much in this movie makes sense. Because there's a scene where the aliens are moving and they can't see them because it's nighttime and their radar's not working. So the guy says... The, the Japanese guy B7. who's on the ship on some kind of exchange. He says, the boys, we've got these underwater boys, or buoys, as Americans call them hilariously, the underwater oh, buoys, buoys have formed like a net around this island. They're for checking oh seismic activity. We can use the buoys to locate their presence. They're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is working. So they have this grid arrayed, and suddenly... If I, looking back now, I should have seen it. The, sh the film's called Battleship, and this is literally from Battleship. They say... E15, and they fire, and the guy goes, miss. And then he says, D12, and they hold their breath. And he goes, miss. And then they go, all right, G7. And he goes, hit, and they go, woo! And I'm like, wow, this is so dumb. And I didn't realize until the credits. I was like, wait a minute. How did they Someone make was a given movie the about that game? Of all exactly. the games you make a movie about. about this. Sips, imagine this. Someone comes to you and says, we have to make a movie about the board game Battleship. And you're a writer and you have to come up with a way to shoehorn the board game Battleship with its very iconic E15 miss, G12 hit. They have to shoehorn that in. Some guy came up with this. Did and somebody like, do, actually, the, do the... hats off to you, sir. The, hats off. Did somebody do the catchphrase for Battleship? Like, you sunk my Battleship. Did that come up? I was praying for it, but it never oh, happened. Oh, fuck that movie I, didn't, I mean, obviously, I didn't know until the end. But afterwards, I was thinking about, did anyone say? Hey, you sunk my battleship, but get this: the 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 highlight of the movie is that I think it, I think it's in whatever island it is. They've got this ancient World War II battleship that's just stationed as a museum right. in the in the harbor. Now their ships are all fucked up, and they're like, "We haven't got any ships left to take out these aliens." And the guy's like, "Wait a minute, there is one more ship we can use." And they go and they get it's like the USS Minneapolis or something like that. Right. It's like this huge battleship. World War II era, yeah. it's, it hasn't been out of dry dock in like 20 years or whatever, and there's all these old dudes that worked on the ship back in World War II manning the ship, and they turn up, and all the guys are up in the rigging, and I'm like, how did those old dudes get up in the rigging like that? That's crazy. But they're like, what do you need, sir? And he goes, <laughs> gentlemen, we're going back into action. And they're like, how much ammo do we have? And he goes, oh, not much. I'm thinking, no, you have no ammo. You're a museum it's piece. Like, it's like a museum ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they Fuck. have all these I, live I enjoyed rounds. that movie. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that right. movie. But they said, no, we got a few bullets knocking around. It's like, cool, get the shells out and fire up the briar. So they fire it up, and they fucking motor out there and they win the fight with this World War II battleship that is somehow fully functioning, operational and it was insane. It was such a ridiculous what movie. What fucking it, it was amazing. possessed you, you to watch, watch this movie though? Like, where, It was on. Where did you where did find you it? It was on, it was the on television. television. Oh, it was, it was on, on the TV. Television. Oh, okay. I see. Fucking I was hell. like, me and Mrs. F were like, you know, because I, I obviously I spend a lot of time streaming in the evenings and stuff and she works late a lot. So we don't get to hang out as much as we used to. So I was like, you know what? We should have a couple of nights a week where we just sit down and watch shit television. She's like, cool. Because that's like a, you know, I love watching shit, shit movies and she does too. Yeah. So it was like fucking Battleship. She's like, I've seen it. It's terrible. You'll love it. I was like, cool. So we just watched it and I was like in heaven. I was loving it. Man. It was so fucking <laughs> mad.
Jesus. You want to you want to watch other shit movies then? I mean, people can recommend them. But oh, I've, like, I've seen um, a lot of shit movies. I mean, it's not that you want to stumble across it. That's the joy of a, a shit movie. If you're like, yeah, you don't is, really seek out a bad. shit movie. Like you, you just sort of you like the sound of something, or something sounds like it might be okay, and it turns out to be really heaving, steaming shit. Right. But, um, you know, you tried it out anyway, just to see. Like the room, I watched the room. You seen that movie? You know, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. All that stuff. Oh my god, that's what about the game with ridiculous. Michael Douglas? Do you ever see that one? Yeah, that's pretty fucking bad. Fuck, that's it's bad. so but fucking that's just bad. Jeez. I just found it boring. Yeah, it was I mean, it really needs to bad. be ridiculous. The ba- battleship is—you're never bored watching battleship. It's so terrible. And it's also so. I thought Pacific Rim was that, pretty fucking terrible. Like, oh, God, some people love that fucking movie. I don't know why. It it's really bad. Like, it, it's just it was it was. Oh fuck me! Like it was. It felt like such a fucking chore getting through it. I was like watching yeah. it on the plane, which didn't help either. But man, it was like visually impressive. But holy crap! Like bad. it was. Yeah, it's fucking bad. Jesus. Well, bad. I mean, like I, I, I think like there's a. <laughs> You don't have to watch bad movies either, though, right? Like, I was um, talking to Tom and Ben yesterday, and we were, like, talking about Demolition Man, yeah. you know, from yeah. the 90s. Like, it's a classic kind of... It's, it's a classic 90s action Yeah, which mess, may, may not hold but, up now, but at the time, you know... I mean, the 90s was uh, was a different time, right? Like, when, when, when something reckon, came out in the theaters, it was a big up. fucking deal. Like, I remember when Terminator 2 came out, and people were just losing their fucking shit. Like, it was crazy. I, we went to see it on not even opening night. It had been out in theaters for like a week or something already. And my dad took me to see it. I was I was young at the time, too. He wanted to see it. So he took me to see it. And we went to see it at like late. It was like, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And there was a fucking yep. lineup all the way outside, like around the mall. It was it, it was insane. It was just it was huge. Everybody was like so fucking excited to see it. And yeah. it was the biggest movie of nineteen ninety one. Oh god. <laughs> it was it was yeah. cool. Like it was really cool. But like I don't know. Does, does that happen in movie theaters anymore? I feel like people just fucking, you know, get like screeners. It does feel like every <laughs> movie is home, bigger like, than the last. Like, no, 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 every movie grosses more than the last. Like, movie, you know, it's always like, this is a record-breaking weekend. This is a record-breaking weekend. Like, every movie breaks all yeah. the records The thing again. is, a lot, a lot of movies, when they talk about the budget, they don't include the marketing cost. Like, that's not something that you see. So when they talk about this movie cost $150 million to make, they probably spent that again on marketing for a big-budget movie, a really big-budget movie. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for instance, and they'll consider it a loss if it only makes, like, 10, 20 million. They'll be like, this was a dud. Because we spent all this money and we basically barely made anything compared to the outlay. Like you expect to make a movie for like a hundred billion dollars, you expect to make like half a billion off that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I the think Star like Wars um, movies make I, a fucking fortune. Coming back to Moana, I was reading about it because I've seen it so many times. So I looked it up because <laughs> I wanted to see like you know if it right. fucking did well or it was received well, and it turns out it was. It was received pretty well, and um, it was like they. Uh, they're not sure, but they estimated that it probably cost about 150 million to make, like all right. in. Um, but it grossed like something crazy, like nearly a billion worldwide. Like, yeah, and yeah. that's just that's just box office. Like, yeah, you know, this is Disney, right? There's there's fucking Moana toilet paper out there right now. Like, like yeah. the licensing for merchandise and <laughs> shit is is yeah. gonna be another couple of billion easy. Oh yeah, and you think, I love to take a shit on the rocks. Well, face. My, like my son's <laughs> got a little toilet seat that has fucking Mickey Mouse on it, and that's what he shits on. He doesn't shit on Mickey's face, obviously, but he's like, got shit on Mickey. I but bet. like he like, sits down happened. on does this seat sh- every day does he to shit take in a Mickey's shit. mouth. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. It's, His little happy face. <laughs> hey, shit in my mouth, kid. <laughs> 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 yeah, but no, there's literally there's merchandise for everything when it comes to Disney, yeah. and like and people buy it up. Like it, it, like it could be anything. Like you could probably get a fucking Moana themed toaster if you looked really hard. You know what I mean? Like there's just it's it's everywhere. So like the fucking amount of money that that movie would have made for them is staggering. It's just crazy. Do you know crazy. what? Do you know have have you seen the film Battlefield Earth? That's one of my favorite bad movies. Oh my okay. god! What the, the fucking Scientology one? It's got one. John Travolta in, and it's that's got, the that's the that's the st- true story of Scientology. Yeah. 
right. I never watched it. I remember when it came out. You though. should see it. Um, it's so good. I was working in Blockbuster at the time, and this is back when they still have VHS tapes. It was when DVDs were right, just right. coming out, right? So you had half VHS and and then half DVDs because it was two thousand. It came out two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I remember like the cover of it. Like John Travolta looked like a Klingon or something. It's yeah, yeah. He's um. Oh, it's got big yeah, blue face. I, I never so, actually see that. You must see that movie, dude. It is hilarious. I don't want bad. to. I I I, I oh, find no, it to. really hard to watch Travolta movies now. I don't know what it is. It's terrible. Like it's terrible. But honestly, you've got to watch that. I was I was one of my. I mean, there's a bunch movies. of talking about bad movies. Like the ones I remember are Jack and Jill. Oh, I saw do you that the Adam recently. Movie? Had you, did you see it in the cinema? Oh no, oh. fuck me, I didn't. But it's famously fucking garbage. Like it's just, so bad. Just, what about that one? Um, what about that one about uh, video games or the internet or whatever that Sandler did? What was it called? Like, um... <laughs> could, could you narrow it down a shade? <laughs> no, the one that has like the big Pac-Man in it. It was like a big Pac-Man, I think. Was it? Was it? Wasn't Click? Click was the one was where called? he has the magical remote control. I never oh, saw pixels. that. Either. Pixels. Yeah. What? Did anyone see that? <sighs> that no. No, well, not one person. I, we, <laughs> not a single Jack, person. Jack and Jill was stunningly bad. Oh, the, what was that movie? The Happening. I saw that in the cinema because I got a. I was writing movie reviews at the time. I think I've spoken about this before, actually. But I was writing for a website. I was doing movie reviews. Uh, the spinning image, I think it was called, and I did a whole bunch of reviews. And they sent me on this press pass to go and interview um, M Night Shyamalan and the stars of the movie on the red carpet at the London opening of the the movie. Nice. So I was there with like the the movie guy from you know these various radio stations, the BBC, and there's me who's got no press credentials whatsoever and has not studied anywhere and there's paul giamatti who's like uh, i thought was a brilliant actor and then i saw this movie and then there's like bryce dallas howard who's like one of my top crushes in the world and there she was i almost fell over and then we had to watch the happening oh no that was lady in the water fuck me i saw i saw the <laughs> happening on dvd because <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it was gonna be a shitter so i had to see it it was man. so fucking bad but lady in the water was just as shitty but oh man oh god oh, there was oh so, my god watching both of those movies back to back would make my day They're have so you seen terrible. uh freddie got fingers yes i love that oh, movie. That, oh, that movie's fucking fantastic holy so shit Look, Daddy, bad. I'm a farmer. Oh, I'm a farmer, and he's waving Daddy, that horse's dick. Daddy, would you like dick. some sausages? Daddy, would you like some sausages? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Tom Green is amazing, man. He's so yeah. fucking funny. And you've got to be Canadian, or in my case, half Canadian. To he's from like the same city as me. He was. He grew up he's like he's a bit older than me. Oh, I shit. remember watching one where uh, he went out into the audience. He, he did a bit where he went and got a turd from a toilet and then took it out into the audience like it was a big old turd and he brought it out in a bowl and this guy touched it thinking it was a prop and he was like, you thought that was a prop turd, didn't you, sir? And the guy's face was just like, oh my God, I've touched a giant turd. Oh. Like the guy in the audience just reached out and touched it thinking it was a prop. Why would you touch <laughs> it? I was, oh, oh my was, God. Well, this is terrible. I mean, Catwoman was bad. Oh, that I saw was that a on famously plane. bad What was one? the last movie the you guys actually saw in the theater? Do you guys go to the cinema a lot? Very occasionally. Arrival was the last thing I saw in the theater. Arrival. Oh, I watched a screener of that. It was uh, great. It, it was it's good. It was real movie. good. What is Arrival? It's about aliens that turn Arrive. up. I'm going I'm to keep... There's no, no spoilers, all right? Don't That's worry, it. podcast yeah, yeah. listeners. It's about aliens that turn no up. There spoilers. Amy Adams, it's this good. is the synopsis. This is the synopsis you'd get. Amy Adams is a linguist. She's like a specialist in languages and translation and stuff like that. Right. Aliens turn up. They need her help to talk to the aliens. Right. Movie. All right. It is right. brilliant. Okay. okay. A very, very, very yeah, good movie. Good. It's really, really tense, really nice, really well shot. Okay. Good movie. Yep. Enjoyed it All a right. lot. I saw the Lego Batman movie um, recently. Uh, that was um, that was something. Yeah. Sure. I can't remember the last time I yeah. saw like an adult movie in the theaters. Like, cause we, you mean an, we take my, movie? yeah, we take my son to like see movies, but obviously he's not going to go fucking see Pulp Fiction yeah, or true. whatever, you know, like everyone else in the office saw Get Out, the new, oh, um, yeah. the, written by jo Jordan Peele. Apparently, yes, apparently it's really, really good. Everyone it's a that watched movie, it said right? it was amazing. Um, it, well, it's, yeah, yeah, I don't want to spoil right, it. Just, it. I think you just have All to, right, you have to I'll just watch it. watch it. It's definitely a little bit kind of, um. Cre creeps you out a little I bit. I can't not see like the frog face from SA like next to the title of that movie, like the Get Out guy. <laughs> Get oh, out. right. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it is cool, isn't it? Uh, uh, sorry, I've just got a text. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to go. We're going to have to. You um, have to go? My friends. 
Well, we can, we've got time for a bodega, haven't we? Well, yeah, I mean, what you, you've literally, you got a text and you're leaving? No, well, my friend's turned up that I haven't seen for like 10 years and he's like, I'm just, I've am just i just parked up in uh, Bristol, town centre, so I'm going to have to go and head over and have lunch with him. But, if you want, no, if I've you, got want, time for you can go a, a and me and, me and Sips can do the bodega. I can, I can, I can take another five minutes for a bodega. <coughs> I'm going to take my time with this one. All right. Okay, well, go ahead. Bodega. Nice. Part oh, okay. 21 Inyo. All right. Nebish sat mesmerized by the incredible array of ships before him. Some kind of space yachting festival was taking place around Babouche 3, home of the infamous Wallop Bar and Grill, and as spectacles go, it was, well, it was spectacular. The magnified wide-angle viewport from the lounge of the Disco Volante acted as a wonderful front-seat view of the competition as the beautiful old-fashioned space yachts used their solar sails to glide around anchored buoys as they raced against each other. Sadly, behind him in the cargo hold, a far less seemly competition was afoot. Rab, you're wasting your time, said Nebish wearily. Shut your piehole chum, slurred Rab, who swayed uncertainly despite being seated. Do you wish to continue, said Varu, sitting bolt upright opposite Rab. The two towering figures were squeezed into a pair of portable plastic folding chairs at a small portable plastic folding table, as if they were having a picnic. Instead, here they were, in the cargo hold of the Disco Volante, having an impromptu drinking contest. In one corner, Rab of Tartania, holder of the thrice-regurgitated crown of Dunyernek, founding member of the Iron Gut Combat Battalion and possessor of a liver so powerful he was occasionally asked to consume dirty rocket fuel that he might then pee out pure rocket fuel. In the other corner, Varu, a combat droid so devastatingly powerful that it had been banned from setting foot on most inhabited worlds. Its inner workings were so complex that even Nebish, that master of technology, had struggled to simply replace one of Varu's servo batteries. It was also immune to any form of gas, poison or toxin, and Spatial Brew fell into at least two of those categories. Nice. Do you wish to continue? Varu asked again, a small yes slash no question mark flashing red on his face display. Why? Fucking yes, you cunt, you shouted Rab. <laughs> Both competitors picked up their drinking vessels, lead-lined tankards <laughs> filled with Spatial Brew Plus, which was actually banned on more worlds than Varu, and then cracked them together. Doing it goes, said Rab vomiting briefly into his lap before necking the viscous booze. <laughs> Varu poured his drink into a small funnel that emerged from a slot on his neck. Rab blinked hard and attempted to stare down Varu. Do you wish to continue? asked Varu, the same readout appearing on his face. Fucking spiders! screamed Rab, <laughs> pouring at his face with one mighty hand, one of his eyes screwballing wildly to the left, while the other rolled madly in its socket. Some more vomiting, this time from his nose and ears. Nebish peered back out <laughs> at the graceful dance of the space yachts, sighing at their majesty. I think perhaps, he began, before Rab pounded the table with his fist, cracking it in two. Empty cans flew in all directions, several crashing into Nebish, who shielded his face with one arm, pleading, Rab, you're going to kill yourself. I the fucking wait till the party is doing the wee little hole, and then you take a left turn with your fucking maw, you wee scroat, you fucking, oh, man, fucking, ah, said Rab. All of this vital information spewing out in one long string of vowels as he slid hopelessly down out of his chair, passing out on the floor. Varu is victorious, said Varu, and a party popper on a tiny arm emerged from his shoulder and a second tiny arm emerged slightly below it and pulled the string, sending coloured paper everywhere with a small bang. <laughs> Varu, how long has Bodega been down there for? Six hours, 13 minutes and five seconds, said Varu. That seems like a long time for a simple meeting, said Nebish, turning to his computer screen. He said he wouldn't be long, so maybe we should try to contact him. Possibly he might also be getting his balls wet, said Varu, accessing his <laughs> common parlance library. True, but I don't know. He seemed kind of all business when he left. I think we should try the signal, said Nebish, pursing his lips. Very well, Varu concurs, said the robot, rising and moving to the ship's communication station. All the members of the disco were fitted with a small signaling device on the inside of their left wrist, a simple vibrating implant that let someone know they needed to contact the ship. Nebish had insisted that a tracking device would be a disastrous idea in case the ship was captured. Their enemies would immediately be able to discern all of their whereabouts. But a receiver was different since it couldn't be located. Nebish sent out the wide beam, where the flav are you signal, and sat back to wait. 
Something was bothering him, however. They needed a way to communicate. That was a given. They also needed a way to let someone know you needed to communicate with them. It was no good just calling someone's communicator if it was a bad time to talk. Instead, you sent them a discreet ping, they knew you needed to talk, and they called you when it was convenient. But the ship's outbound hailing signal. Was there, way, was there a way to track that? Surely not. It was so broad, so omnidirectional, it could have come from anywhere. Here they were, cloaked up in the third moon shadow, unnoticed by any possible federal ships patrolling the area, and for all anyone listening knew, someone somewhere had sent a simple one-byte message to the whole flaving planet. Hell, you'd need a hundred ships in an impromptu net, all listening in. Hundreds of ships. Nebuchadnezzar's eyes widened as the blindingly obvious slapped him in the face. The space yachts! Rab, Varu, we have to leave! shouted Nebish, lunging towards the bridge. Varu turned, processed the look on Nebish's face, and began powering up the hyperdrive. Rab dragged himself from the floor with a deathly groan and attempted to stand, but instead made do with a manly combat crawl towards the weapon station. What's on? he cried. <laughs> Feds! shouted Nebish. Sweat beating on his brow as he pointed to the viewport. The space yachts were wheeling away as behind them a fleet of Federal Pursuit ships burned straight for the third moon of Babouche 3. What about Bodega? asked Varu. We'll have to come back for him. We have to leave now. And with that, Nevish slapped the go-go button and the Disco Volante span up its hyperdrive and vanished. On the planet below, Bodega was quite unaware that his getaway vessel had just pieced out on him and that the combined forces of Krem Slum Dump's personal combat retinue now knew they almost had their man. Again. To be continued. Oh. oh, good work. Bodega. Good work, good Bodega. Work. Oh, it's exciting. That's a good setup right. for the next... Closing Close stranding in our hero. Big old Fucking, I'm Bodega. loving the to be continueds. These are good. Yeah. These are nice. I feel we need some continueds. I mean, continueds are yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, while you were saying, while you were doing this, right? It's like Battleship made a, a pretty bad, good movie, yeah. right? Right. But And Bodega would make a pretty bad, good movie, I think, too. But, but, I mean, what if you tried to do, like, other movies, like, with a board game? Like, Scrabble? How would you do that? It'd have to be, like, it'd have to be, like, like a documentary style, like, Bobby Fischer sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it would have... Yeah, oh, I about see. The, the Scrabble World Championship, and it would have to be done maybe kind of like um, like Best in Show. Remember that movie, Best in Show? Yeah, the really oh, crazy. You could do Monopoly. Yeah, just have, so you'd have, have to four, find like some businessmen, p- people that could play like eccentrics that like you know go on world tour. It to could play. be like the Wolf of yeah. Wall Street, yeah, but with four businessmen: one who wears very large shoes, one who does a lot of ironing. Yeah. One who owns a small dog <laughs> and one who drives a very old-fashioned car. That's they should and they do. All have to compete <laughs> That's to what they should do. They other. should do like a. They should do for like Red Nose Day next year, comic relief. They should get the cast of Dragons Den to play Monopoly, like just live stream it for <laughs> a couple of hours. Amazing. Get I like would watch get that. like the old crew too. Like get fucking like Theo Profitas and like uh, Duncan yeah. Bannatyne. He's like the other guy and that lady. Oh, I'd watch it. Boardwalk. I don't have enough money for that. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. You just rage quits, just like fucking flips. Can the you table. imagine the business deals they do yeah. to trade like Old Kent Road for for Park Lane? It would be it would be one of the business deals of the century. You'd see how real business people play Monopoly. That's it. I wonder if they'd ever trade. That's it. Because if they anyone had a deal, if anyone knows the cast of Dragons Den UK edition, <laughs> get them in. Yeah, get them in. Float that one buy them and see what they think and thank Credit me later when we get to watch yeah. this next year for red nose day like how fucking oh, funny would that be it'd be great shit right lewis you need to it's, go see your longtime friend i'm gonna go see my bro um yeah uh incidentally they did retire the iron from monopoly yeah i B-flex. know why i was really upset they, they replaced it with the cat i guess because women were like compl- mums didn't like no, no, getting no. playing they wanted with the to iron. bring it what? up to date so they put a vote out and uh. they said pick one of these and we'll stick it in the game instead of the uh, iron i guess so. i think you voted for one that you didn't like and then you voted for a replacement see if you can name the current eight tokens uh, all right well monopoly. the eyes are there so the, the cat the dog yeah the top hat the yeah. little car yeah the yeah. car um yeah some, There's eight tokens? Yeah, yeah. One of them it happens to be something we've mentioned quite a few times, a thimble. actually. A thimble, yeah, yeah. Uh, thim- thimble. thimble was retired this year, what? actually. Thimble Guys, was retired I have something that's going to blow your mind. I saw Monopoly in the store the other day, and it doesn't come with Monopoly money. It came with like this like little fucking like pocket like calculator thing uh, with like a, like a credit card. 
sort of thing. What the fuck? Yeah. That is sounds it, awful. Is a little train one of the things? Oh, the old boot. No, the boot. Yeah. yeah. The boot, yeah. There's two more. There Wasn't there a boat? Can you name a little them? boat? That's right. What kind of boat was like it? Like a tugboat, I think. No, it's a battleship. Was it a little oh, battleship? Oh, really? Yeah. I've never seen that. I've never yeah, seen the that. The battleship and the wheelbarrow. Is oh, the, other the one. wheelbarrow. Wheelba- I've never seen battleship and wheelbarrow. That must be new. I thought it was I've a little tugboat. Eight. Yeah, I, I remember shoe, iron, thimble, dog, car, and whatever the other one was. There used to be like a cannon and a. Uh, horse and rider. The, the and thing with little, Monopoly now, um, though, there's lots of different editions too, right? There's like a Star Wars oh, Monopoly, yeah. Moana Monopoly. There's <laughs> even a Jersey Monopoly now. There's a Monopoly Electronic Banking Edition. That's the one. Uh, I think. Dot That's com the one edition. I, I saw, yeah. America's National Parks, Pokemon, uh, Token, Nintendo, Phineas and Ferb. Futurama, Disney villains. Jesus Christ. Um, there's, there's a Sephora edition where you can be like blow dryer, compact lipstick, mascara. When did Monopoly like sell out so Coca-Cola hard? Coca-Cola edition. Oh. Hello Kitty <laughs> yeah. edition. used to stand for something and now I don't oh, know. Oh, man. Morals, oh, Monopoly's a terrible fucking game. I hate Monopoly. All right, well, we're going to end uh, on that. Thank you for listening to the Travels Podcast this week, everybody. Yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. It was a good podcast. Yeah, I thanks. enjoyed it. Me too. Love you. Bye. Bye, you Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. See ya. See you later.